Cold Weather Bats, what's up? This is Brandon Justice coming to you to talk about Great Lakes Bat Company. As you guys know, the show is sponsored by Great Lakes Bat Company, and you can buy a hat on their website at greatlakesbatco.com. Upon that, you can do tons of other things too. You got a team, organization, whatever it is, they got you covered. Whether it's uniforms, custom bats, custom fitting for bats, custom fungos, custom wood bats, trainers, you name it, they got it. GreatLakesBatCo.com. Welcome in to another episode of Cold Weather Bats. I am one of your two hosts. This is Brandon Justice. Joined by me, as always, is Brian Sikowski. And this is the playoff edition, part two, I guess. I guess last week was also the playoff edition. But uh, we are a week into playoffs and heading into the regionals here this weekend. So there's just all sorts of things to talk about uh, in regards to the teams that uh, Brian and I coach in regards to the teams in the Super 25. There were upsets galore, as you could always expect in the MHSAA state tournament. Uh, There were teams that rolled as expected and there were teams that got ousted early so just a ton of action this weekend Um, but before we dive into all of that be sure to follow us on twitter and instagram at cold weather bats same name on both platforms uh be sure to check out our super 25 from last week and then if you're listening to this you'll obviously get one for this week too so go through there check that out see how wrong or right we might have been uh over these past couple weeks so uh with all that being said we're gonna dive into some playoff talk here in a few but before we do that brian how we doing Good man. Uh, coming to you guys live from my, I, I didn't know it could be a hundred degrees in Denver. Uh, I honest, I'm admitting that I didn't know that it got that hot here. Um, so when I landed this morning, it was, it, it seems that the, the three quarter zip or whatever you'd call this, this pullover that I'm wearing was far too much. Um, but anyways, in Denver on the road for work, uh, was in Houston, in Denver now, excited to uh, get done with this leg of travel so I can get back to uh, Michigan High School playoff baseball as we bring it right back around to the to the focal point. How, how are you, buddy? Well, uh, I don't know. Should we dive into my health? Um, so <laughs> I am almost positive I have a torn rotator cuff, which is super tough. Um, thankfully, I don't have to throw a pitch to anybody anytime soon competitively. Uh, but I did it not throwing, um, but I was I was lifting I was lifting weights and putting them down for a few months, as we've talked about on the show probably a couple times. I don't want to dive too too deep into that, but uh, yeah, I was doing I was lifting and uh, you know just started to feel uncomfortable. And then I'm the kind of person where I, I tell all of our players, hey, any discomfort you got to let us know right away. Anytime you feel something different, let us know right away. We got to take you know preventative cautions, all that. With my personal life, I probably live the exact opposite. Uh, so when I felt that discomfort, it was like a weird pop in and out. And I talked to a trainer and trainer thought it was a muscle knot. Um, but now it's gotten to the point where at first it was discomfort. Now it is extremely painful and I can't really lift it above my shoulder. And it's hurting kind of right in the spot where the rotator cuff is. So uh, too nervous to go to a doctor because that's how I am. Um I'll probably head there tomorrow. Honestly, it's gotten to the point where I kind of have to. But yep, rotator cuffs in tough condition, boys and girls. So that's that's my that's my medical update. Other than that, everything's been okay. I guess I know we're going to dive into South at some point. But before we do that, 
Do you have anything on my rotator cuff? Uh, I, th- I, I don't, I'm not, I wish I was in Michigan because I could more easily send you a welcome to middle age cake. Um, I, I know you're the younger of us, uh, you know, hosting duo here, but yeah, man, it just, it sounds like you're getting old, buddy. I hate to say it, but shit hurts as you get older. Um, but with either way, if, if it is in fact a like traumatic catastrophic shoulder injury, I, I do extend my deepest sympathies. Yeah. Well, you know, at first it was the gray hair and I think we've talked about that. We've talked about the gray hair. We have, I've made sure to point it out. Yeah. Right. And George Clooney, gray hair. It's not, um, it's not like, it's not like Chevy Chase gray hair. It's, it's really good gray hair, but just for all the people at home who can't see it, it's really good. Um, so at first it was the gray hair and I was like, okay, you know, I'm the gray hair came and I think I was like 22 was when I first started to like get it but like nobody nobody noticed it it was just kind of like there was a couple 23 is when it really took over and was like okay i have gray hair uh and if my hair grows out any longer on the sides than i want it to which is pretty short like i don't want to grow too long then it becomes noticeable now at 24 going on 25 in august it's gotten to the point where if my hair my hair is automatically gray no matter what um, not like entirely, but enough to notice. Uh, if I get it cut every two weeks, it's like decently gray. But if I let it grow for longer than two weeks, like it is overly, like so noticeably gray. So first was the gray hair. Now it's the rotator cuff. Um, to anybody who doesn't know, my knees are, are just like the knees of an 88 year old. They told me when I was 18, I was going to need replacements before 40. So, you know, things are going great. I'm aging like cheddar. It's a good time. But other than that, other than all of my depressing <laughs> old bones and this, that, and the other thing, everyone's like, oh my God, you guys were talking about high school baseball and now we're going through the entire anatomy of Brandon. What's next? Jeez. All right. Well, South lost, so we'll get into that. Um, so we we had a district semifinal on Tuesday against Lakeview. Uh, they played their, they played as hard as any team could play um, against not only South, but they also did the same against North. And I'll, I'll get into that when this is over. Um, man, it was just like the weirdest. The weir- I don't know. Where should I even start with this game? So the day before our game, uh, you know, I've talked about Jacob Harris a few times and he got injured the day before. I don't want to go into details, but he got injured the day before the game. So we didn't have him. And then, uh, and he's our four hitter and, and whatever, you know, it's a, you can't really use that as a, as a crutch by any means, but you know, we lost our best player the day before district. Uh, and then we go play the district semifinal against Lakeview. We throw Wells Graham, who had been our ace all year and also one of our better hitters. He had been in our two spots, start to finish. And, um, first inning, he hits a hard grounder to short, runs it out, collides with the first baseman. And does something really bad to his ankle. I mean, Wells is a really tough kid. Um, he's he's like five eight, five seven. So it's not like he's big, bulky, six four kid, right? He's he's just like a gamer, right? So if he's down, he's down. You know, like there's actually something wrong. And that was, um, you know, when he when he stayed down for longer than thirty seconds, that's when you kind of knew, all right, this might be troublesome. So Wells uh, Wells hurt his ankle in the, in the first inning. Um, so all of a sudden, our four hitter, our two hitter, both out. Wells insists he can still pitch. Does a good job through. I think I think he went, I think he ended up going four innings on the mound, but did not hit. Besides that one uh, at bat, and with that happening, we had to pinch hit for him. Somebody knew every single time. I don't even want to get into the whole rule behind how he did that, but we had to pinch it for him every single time. Somebody knew. And when you have 24 guys, it works out. So shout out to coach Greasebaum. Um, 
So that happens and whatever, you know, either way, play the game. We're up seven to two and you're thinking you're going to the last inning, top of the seventh. And obviously, like, you know, you don't want to you don't want to count your chickens for the hatch and we, we or eggs for the hatch. I want to say it. And we weren't. I don't think I think we were doing a good job of not doing that. Uh, but one way or another, things happened. It's baseball. It's the craziest game. It's going to I told that I told the guys after the game, you know, baseball can rip your guts out. Baseball can put your guts back together. You know, that's that's the game. It is. It gives and it takes. And you were up seven to two with one out and they hit uh, two seeing guys singles on the third baseline. They hit a I think it was just like a little dunker over the shortstop's head. Uh, and then when it really started to get like, all right, whoa, uh, was a ball going to our shortstop, Riker Macy, who had not committed an error all year and didn't commit an error in this scenario either. Ball at South, it's turf infield. It's had been smooth all year, no problems. Ball just catches. I don't know if it caught a rock, if it caught it, because it's a dirt infield, but how, how do I describe this, Brian? It's turf and dirt in the infield. Yeah, all right? yeah it, it, it's unique, yeah. So there is a chance for a lip between the dirt and turf, but it had not happened really all year, to my knowledge. Decided to happen in that moment. There was two outs, and I think we were down, we were up by two, and um, the, the the hit they had to tie the game hit a hit a lip before the dirt skipped over his head. They score two more. Next guy comes up, same thing, uh, finds a way, finds a hole. They go up eight seven. So bottom of the seventh, Jacob Harris was there in street clothes, mind you, he was hurt. And he's in street clothes. We lose him. We're like, okay, where's he at? We don't know where Harris is at. Harris comes back in full uniform and asks for the asks for the bat. Um, he's a senior, and his injury was not um, anything to the arms or legs, so it wasn't like detrimenting his future by putting him in there. So he goes in, first pitch double. It was unbelievable. It was just an unbelievable occurrence. Like, kid hadn't warmed up. He had showed up to the game in street clothes. He wasn't supposed to play that day. Uh, that happens and we, we blow a six run lead in the top of the seventh. He comes up bottom of the seventh, acts for a bat, hits a double. Next kid hits a single, drives him in. We tie it up. Riker Maisie hits a ball about to the deepest part of the park on the warning track. We thought that might've been it. It was not it. So it's eight, eight goes in the top of the eighth Lakeview. Um, we're, we're out of arms at this point. Lakeview, uh, Harris actually goes into throw, um, which, Again, this game, it was just all over the place with like storylines and crazy things because, you know, you got to tip your cap to Lakeview. Most importantly, I mean, they played out of their minds. Uh, Brandon Cuchardo, the catcher for them, had bases loaded with one out, I think, and put a ball off the top of the south fence. And then the five hitter for them did the same thing in back to back plays there in the eighth. So, you know, hats off to them for making those things happen. But bottom of the eighth, we scored four. We're one away. It's third. Mind you guys, it was eight to two. Or I'm sorry, seven to two with one out in the seventh. We're now in the bottom of the eighth and it's 13 to 12 and we're down by one. And we have a guy on second and our uh, five hitter comes up and hits a screamer to the second base hole. So the four, you know, the four, three hole right at him, you know, nothing you can do. That's the game. And, uh, and that's our season. And that's, uh, it's very unfortunate, uh, that it, that it went down that way. And I think any coach can relate. Like that's, it's always the worst conversation to have is the, the post game after the playoff loss, but especially one like that where you had it right there, um, you lose it. And then, you know, you, you almost come back again and you, you, it's not like you struck out. They got fanned through in the inning one, two, three. It was like you were right there. You're inches away. But that's not only is that baseball, and this sounds so cliche, and Brian's probably going to make fun of me for it, but that is life, quite literally. And that was kind of the message after the game was just, you know, baseball is like the one, I think the one sport that's going to teach you the most about failure, accepting failure, dealing with failure, 
how to understand failure, how to use it as a tool going forward, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, you give that message to the seniors since they're moving on. And then, you know, those guys below them, that's the message next year when they come back. Obviously, we're going to use that that whole game as a motivation tool next year. Um, right. I mean, how could you not? So Lakeview ended up going on to play North and they were 0-0 in the top of the eighth. So they went to extra. So Lakeview played phenomenal in the playoffs. So hats off to those guys. North went on to win the district. Um, I think they beat Lance Cruz North in the final, and those guys are uh, in the regional also at South. So that's how it went down for us this week. Um, you know, it is what it is. Not going to sit here and pretend it didn't happen, but also not going to sit here and say it doesn't suck either. <laughs> so that was that was it. So, uh, Brian, I'm sure your story is going to be far more enjoyable and short and sweet. Uh, well, yeah, on district day, uh, I was in Houston at a showcase, so I wasn't there. Um so take, you know, my recounting of the game from uh, the preps broadcast of it. Um, yeah, I mean, we Eaglets won both games, um, advanced to, uh, we played Hazel Park in the re, or district semi and won. Um, and then in the district championship against Country Day, um, Porter went one, two, three in the top of the first hitting 100 miles an hour along the way on like nine pitches with two strikeouts. And then in the bottom half, we went, um, I hope the guys forgive me if I butcher this. I think it was like walk, hit by pitch, nuke. Like Irish hit a three-run bomb. And it was 3 nothing quickly. And then um, just kind of, you know, that's kind of how it went the rest of the way. Ended up winning 10-1. to one. Um, Saborn Campbell hit a center field nuke off of Porter uh, at one point. Like, that, that ball was not hit softly. Uh, that was a great swing that he put on it. Um, but, yeah, so now we move on. Uh, regional semis are Wednesday. Uh, we play, um, geez, Warren Fitzgerald, I think, is what it is. Does that sound right? Warren Fitzgerald. Um, and then beyond that, and we can talk about the the path forward out of this, you know, pod of regionals. Uh, as we get into talking about D2 in general later in the show. But yeah, so looking forward to, I, I got to miss this next one too. So I'm hoping that uh, we win one more so that I already haven't been at my last St. Mary's game of the season. That's kind of the hope right now. Um, but yeah, so I, we could just move on to the state at large. Uh, if you want to tidy up that little bit of an intro there. Yeah, so the state at large was all over the place this week. We had upsets in the top 10. Uh, we had teams in the top 25 just proving why they were there. Uh, conversely, we had some top five matchups that saw some teams prevail in a large way uh, in a game that we figured was going to be a lot closer and all sorts of things. So, Brian, if you want to take us through each of those games here, I'll start us off with Edison and Liggett. That's the elephant yeah. in the room here. Do you want to do this division by division, or are we just going to, like, shotgun games that we think of? I'm cool either way. I just I think it's uh, whatever smarter. you want to do. We could probably go division by division. That's probably smarter. So there's a teaser for later in the show, folks. When we get to <laughs> Division Three, guess which game we're going to talk about first. It's that was basically a behind-the-scenes look. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 like one of us coming up with something and the other one texting, "Are you sure?" <laughs> like that's that's how show prep goes. Like, are you sure you want to do that? I don't know if anybody missed it, but one half of the show is the gross pointer of the week. And 
<laughs> I say, yeah. that, I say hey. that sarcastically. Yeah, hey, Downriver News Herald, like, where's my feature story? You know, like, where's the story on the Southgate kid done good? Brandon's been in gross point for like a week and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I hardly know my way around this place. <laughs> I've been to his house. He's still got boxes. Uh, no, I actually, I moved those out. That's very <laughs> ironic that you said that because I did that over the weekends. <laughs> it's very ironic that you said that. Yeah, I finally got yeah. rid of those boxes. Like, hip, like we got we got the whole story. The Down River News Herald story for me writes itself. My first job was as a News Herald paper boy. So, like, from paper boy to Cold Weather Bats co-host, you know, the story is long and storied. Anyways, let's talk about baseball as we keep getting off on tangents. Um, in Division One, da, 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 uh, the way I, that was a drum roll cue for Super Producer James. Super Producer James. Yeah, I guess the way we should do this is probably just like work our way through these regional matchups and then talk about the interesting district outcomes as we go. So I mean I'm looking at it, just the first the first pod on on the uh, MHSAA website and standing out immediately is we could be seeing a Rockford Hudsonville regional final. Uh, they both have to get through the regional semifinal round: Hudsonville against Byron Center and Rockford against Forest Hills. But either way, like that that could set up a pretty cool one. Like you know, league rivals they hate each other. They play each other every year. The the winner of that league is usually one of those two, and then you know they have to play again to get to the state quarters. That that could be a pretty cool story. Um, oh man, we got to talk about Grand Ledge, don't we? Like right away. Yeah, immediately. Uh, what a nuts story. Um, it, obviously, I was just kind of like following it on Twitter as I worked a showcase uh, on Saturday, and and I remembered like. Oh, what happened to Grand Ledge? Because I knew, you know, DeWitt's in that region too, or DeWitt's in that district too. Like, that's a really good matchup. And so I looked, and it was Grand Ledge was down six runs in the seventh inning, the semifinal game, popped a nine spot to come back, and then they went on to win the final two. So, like, Grand Ledge from the brink of elimination, storming back, and, uh, you know, that's the type of day that makes you feel good about having him rank number three in the whole damn state. Uh, but yeah, that's an awesome that's an awesome day for Grand Ledge. So congrats to them for sure. They've just been they've had such a unbelievable season. I mean, they just haven't hit breaks like at all. Like not even not even somewhat. That team's just been rolling from the jump. And yep. that was a team that we said you know new coach and all that. So. Um, you know, uh, the other thing that we didn't we didn't really talk about this district, uh, and it's act this ironically is District One. Uh, Traverse City Central was a team that we had ranked for quite a few weeks yep. there, and yep. they they lost in the pre district. I'm sorry, in the district semifinal to Mount Pleasant, fire up chips four to three, and then Traverse City West went on to beat Mount Pleasant five to three. So. A uh, little callback to the Traverse City West, Traverse City Central uh, debacle that I had earlier in the season. I guess you could say earlier in the season. Uh, West is the team that comes out. So Dan Lowix is a pitcher uh, that's going to put them in a position to win pretty much any game that they that they have. Like He's going to give them an opportunity to win. But that was an interesting district I was looking at, was seeing who was going to come out of that one between West and Central. Um, and then, you know, aside from that, so just looking here through all of these uh, districts, is there any other ones that stand out to you here in, in uh, D1? 
Yeah, I mean, like Grand Ledge is going to have to play Howell in this first round and, and uh, first round of regionals, and obviously Howell coming out of that uh, district they were in with like Brighton, mm-hmm. uh, Heartland, who we had ranked in the top ten. You know, like that's a really tough district year in and year out. And Howell had kind of been a little up and down a little bit before that. We'd had him ranked all year, but you know, that's that's a huge win for them. Um, Ann Arbor Pioneer comes out of District 15, which is obviously where Celine was when they also were upset in the district round. Um, they were, I think, Skyline got them, and then obviously Pioneer has has come out of that. Uh, that district and they'll play Plymouth um, Portage Central rolling kind of expected them to do that uh, how about Wild Lake Northern that was a team who was uh, just kept kept chipping away at their ranking like wanted nothing more than to be ranked uh, in, this, <laughs> in, the, in the Super 25 and uh, yeah they they put us on high alert uh, with that one because they were able to upset Lakeland and where did we ha- where did we end up finishing with Lakeland in that Super Twenty Five? It's like seven. They were at like seven, seven or eight, maybe. So yeah, we talked about how there were some upsets in that top ten, and Lakeland is the is one of those teams we were talking about, and they were a team that very similar to Grand Ledge, like they hadn't had many problems that like pretty much all year they hadn't had many issues. Um, let me see here where they finished at. So they finished at uh, at nine on the year. Oh no, I'm sorry, I had that wrong. Seven, yeah, you're right. They had a, they finished at seven on the year, thirty-two and four. I mean, that's that's as big of an upset that there is. Not saying that's not really a discredit to Wald Lake Central or Northern. I'm sorry, not a discredit to Wald Lake Northern, uh, as much as it is a credit to what Lakeland has done all year up until that point. So shout out to Wild Lake Northern. That's a huge, uh, huge victory. The Stepic brothers are on that team. And of course, Hayden Mesh is on that team. So they might have some firepower that can take them a long way uh, going this year. They had a nail biter in the semifinal too. I mean, they beat Wild Lake Western six to five, and then they had to go play Lakeland. They beat them five to four. So I don't know who was that team that they called the cardiac cats. That's kind of what Wild Lake Northern starting to look like here early on. I don't know what their mascot is, but well, either way, uh, big upset for them. They'll uh, they'll have to take on um, uh, Detroit Catholic Central, who who came out of their district there, District 14, uh, and the winner will it looks end up taking on Portage Central. So big uh, tests they're awaiting should Portage Central get past Battle Creek Lakeview. Um, continuing on in Division One. Uh, you mentioned uh, Gross Point North's district win. They have Warren De La Salle uh, coming up. Grand Blank, uh, got to touch on them quickly. Obviously, a, uh, uh, a tough district to come out of there with Flushing and Fenton. They did a great job there. They'll take on Lapeer. Um, the winner of that one will play the winner of Utica Ford and Macomb, Dakota uh, in a matchup of two of the big schools. Yeah, that's going to be a fantastic game. Ford and, Ford and Dakota is going to be a really good game. So if you're around that area, you got a chance. Go watch that one for sure. Are we, gonna, are we going to have a... Um, are we going to have a shoot? Jeez, what am I going to say? Uh, anyways, Woodhaven and, and Wyandot uh, squaring <laughs> off in, a, in an all down river matchup in in one of these uh, regional semis here in Division One. Um, man, hey, all down river, talk on that one. Yeah, I mean Woodhaven and Wyandot. Uh, it's an interesting story because Woodhaven is. Uh, I'm almost positive they're without their top arm, and so that's going to hurt them. Come 
we said that was going to hurt them come playoff time. Um, they were still able to make it through a very, very tough district that saw Monroe upset Bedford. That was a huge upset uh, to cover because Monroe had not been doing very well this season. Monroe and Bedford, like that's a huge rivalry down there in the southeast part of the state. Bedford finished the year number six overall, and they had a 31. I'm sorry, where are we at here? 28 and two records. Sorry, I just I get lost in our Google sheet with the records, but uh, they they finished 28 and two. Uh, beat Blissfield. They finished four and zero in their last week. They're red hot going into that game, and lost to uh, Monroe. Shout out to Kellen Roberts who had a huge go ahead home run there. Uh, and then Woodhaven was able to face Monroe and uh, defeat those guys to move on. And then Wyandotte had a new district. Typically, Wyandotte's in that district with Woodhaven, mm-hmm. with Bedford, with Carlson. Um, I, I don't know if Monroe traditionally had been in. I think they had, um, but traditionally they're in that that um that division but taylor took their spot in that district um and and lost to woodhaven 12 to 1 in the semifinal and then wyandotte switched over to the river rouge lincoln park allen park southgate uh district and lincoln park upset allen park 11 to 10 in extras in the semifinal wyandotte ran through river rouge 15-0 ran through southgate anderson 13 to 3 and then ran through lincoln park 9 to 2 so wyandotte is red hot right now going into that game against woodhaven and those two teams are very evenly matched now in the past woodhaven's been really loaded um really really loaded and i'm not saying that they're not loaded right now they're just not as good as they have been in the past um they've been one of the top five teams in the state perennially for the past few years here uh past three years probably and so this year i think that's going to be an even play playing field uh but farner and cottner two guys we've had on the show facing off there it's gonna be a great game uh hard to just pick who's gonna win that game if i had to lean one way or the other uh i wonder where wyandotte goes on the mound because canterbury is their best arm but he's also i don't know correct me if i'm wrong but i'm sure you agree he's one of if not the best defensive shortstop in the state so it's hard to not want to have him there in that kind of stage. So having to decide, you know, I don't envy Coach Kotner, Coach Zolchek, and those guys having to decide where are we going to go here? Are we going to put our best arm in the mound? Or are we going to leave him at shortstop? What are we going to do? So, uh, and then for Woodhaven, they hit the ball really well. And I think that's what's going to play well for them. So if I had to pick one way or the other in that game, I think it's just going to be a high scoring affair, like a 8-7 type final. You know, those guys have all been there before. A lot of familiarity between those two teams. It's, uh, you're, you're kind of seeing here like a really good example of the new rule change. And I know it's been this way for a couple of years now, but where this new midweek regional semi, uh, rather than like, you know, just weekends of district, district championship, regional semi, regional championship, so on and so forth. It's coming into play where teams with one or two good arms, like you have to have more than that now because you can't just throw the same guy every game. Right. Um, you know that I think that was kind of one of the reasons for building that in, um, as far as you know, competitive parity or however you want to say it. But either way, you're seeing that come into play, um, and the winner of that Woodhaven Wyandotte game will take on the winner of Brother Rice and Livonia Stevenson. Another good matchup in a regional semifinal. There, um, you want to go to D two, D two. Yep, we can float there. D two, fire it up, fire it up. You love firing things up, fire up chips, fire up districts. Hey, they won a couple games. Won a, won a couple games in a regional coach. Yeah, how about Central, man? And you called your shot with Michigan, right? I mean, you're sitting here saying, yeah. "Hey, I don't think that's the, I don't think that's the call." You know, I get it, but I don't think that's the call. And then, sure enough, they just get 
ran through in, in uh, those first two games. So maybe Brian Skowski knows what he's talking about. I don't know. Once in a while. Um, all right. Division two. Fire it up. Let's see. Um, New Boston Huron. We have to talk about it down River School. It's it's in the contract. Uh, I was I was actually texting with you about this pre-show. There's a there's the potentiality for a all Down River State quarterfinal um, if New Boston Huron and Trenton were to win each of their next two games respectively. Uh, they're in that that uh, regional pod together on on two sides of it. But uh, either way, uh, Trenton's got Divine Child. Uh, New Boston has Tecumseh, and then the winner of that New Boston Tecumseh game will take on Livonia Clarenceville, who's already through to the regional final. Um, because reasons I don't understand, but I'm sure makes sense. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, like I know there's something going on there. I just don't know it enough to explain it. There's like they don't come out of a district or something. I don't know. Um, I'm just saying. If yeah, I don't an, know, man. If there's an all down River State quarterfinal. You're never going to hear the end of it from this show. No, no, you won't. So just just putting that out there. Uh, Trenton and Divine Child will be good. Um, I, I like Trenton in that game because I like Mike Ottenbright more than pretty much any other arm right now. That's not named Brock Porter. Uh, so that'll be cool. I, you know, being a being an alma mater at Trenton and all that, it'll be cool to see Coach Salka do it again. 2019, they went to the Final Four. So they... Um, and that Micah brought Micah Ottenbright was on that team. He was the ace for that team too. So maybe this is a little bit of like a revenge redemption, I guess would be a better word, a little redemption type thing for them. We'll see uh, divine child, obviously a very established program there as well. So that'll be a good game. Um, just looking around division one here, uh, Frankenmuth came out of the district with Swan Valley. Those are two good teams up there in the Northern part. 5-2 final there. Frankenmuth has Titsworth, the Michigan commit. He's going to give Frankenmuth a chance to win against anybody, anytime, any day. Uh, we've talked about St. Mary's district against Country Day. Obviously, we dove deep into that. Uh, Notre Dame Prep, that's a team that we saw this year uh, in the Gross Point Invitational. They beat us in the final of that in that tournament. Uh, they, you know, they got Jacob Anderson, the shortstop committed to Michigan State, who's, I think, in the middle of that order right now, the three-hole. Uh, and, and he's a real powerful hitter uh, to the gaps, and he's a guy who's going to do some things for them at Notre Dame Prep, I think, in, in pretty much any game. He's kind of their go-to guy. He's one of the better players in that class. Um, but they got over Goodrich one nothing, and over Ortonville-Brandon 3-1. to So going to need some more offensive outputs, you'd think. Uh, I don't know much about Almont. That's who they'll see. Uh, but if they inevitably see the eaglets of Orchard Lake St. Mary's, they're, they're going to need some some sticks there. I'd say. Yeah, I, that's uh, that's looking like a tough little pod here. Um, you know, obviously, I think St. Mary's, uh, you know, Notre Dame Prep, like you talked about, um, Lutheran North had a good season uh, up there at the top. And, and you mentioned Frankenmuth with your tits worth. That's any of those. I think those four would be my four picks in those four games. Not to discredit any of the other four, but if we're, we're talking about making picks, uh, that's a pretty strong pot of teams uh, to try and whittle down to two and then whittle down to one. Um, so that should be competitive this week for sure. And then Grand Rapids Christian, uh, a team that we've had in the Super 25 a few times this year, uh, District 41, beating Grand Rapids Catholic. And uh, they also beat Kellogg'sville, which might be the coolest name ever. 
And so they went through them 15-0 and that beat Grand Rapids Catholic 10-1. So they're hot. Kyle Remington's on that team, just committed to Minnesota. Uh, top of the rotation guy who is probably in the middle of the order for them. And then Sam Lejack committed to Biola, catcher. So they got some guys in that Christian team who might uh, who might push the needle a bit here in the playoffs. Uh, Stevensville Lakeshore over Niles. We, we've talked about Niles, how they have some arms. Um, so Lakeshore was able to prevail prevail there. They're a team that's seen the Super 25 before as well. Anybody else shining to you here in D2? Yeah, I mean, uh, Bay City John Glenn there down in the bottom four. Uh, bottom four, pardon me, bottom pod there. Um, that was a team who obviously at one point was was decently high up in the Super 25 before kind of falling off there in, in the later season. But coming out of the district, um, now they have Gladwin. And, uh, you know, like that looks to be a winnable pod for them uh, to potentially advance as far as a state semifinal um, where you have to imagine that their opponent may end up being something like, you know, a Grand Rapids Christian, like you said. Um, and either way, like that's a that's some a good it seems like a good uh, little like draw here for Bay City John Glenn uh, as far as uh, how their path may lay out for them. So that's one to watch, I think, in D2 for sure. And then uh, I think we can make our way to D3 here, but... Certainly, certainly. But D2 again, uh, well, let's recap. I mean, who, who did we have? We had in D1, I picked Portage Central, and who did you go with in D1 as the state champion? Um, I also picked Portage Central, I think. I figured, but I didn't want to. Yeah. I didn't want to speak for you, Coach. And then in D2, yeah. D2, the Eaglets. We'll move on to D3, where we both have... Uh, I had Liggett. I believe you picked Edison. Yeah, I did the old contrarian. Uh, whoever you picked, I was going to pick the other one. Um, and obviously, uh, if we'll we'll start there, if yeah, you want, <laughs> very very good place to start. Uh, that was everyone had that game circled. Um, that was the game of the week, I think, in playoffs this week. Just from a premeditated standpoint, it ended up not being that, but um, that was the game to watch uh, because Liggett was ranked second in our super 25 Edison, I believe was ranked fifth. Yes. They were ranked fifth going into that game. So that was the only top five matchup in the opening round. And that was a, a, you know, a big toss up where we knew Liga had the arms and Edison had the sticks and they had the deeper lineup, but to our surprise, the final score of that game was Liggett 11 to 1, and Liggett pretty much ran through that game, and they were able to prevail, and they will move on. And uh, that's that's my state championship pick. I know that that was a team that if you didn't pick Edison, you're going to pick Liggett. It was a 50-50 shot at who was going to win there. Um, but I think it's safe to say that Liggett is now the heavy favorite. So in D1, it's, it's a huge toss-up. Uh I won't say this on your behalf, but on my behalf, D2 still remains a very um, Orchard Lake friendly division. Uh, D3, very Liggett friendly division now after that game. Blissfield a team, Richmond a team that can compete as well. Both of those guys coming out of their brackets. Blissfield won a final against Hudson in the district final, 18 to 16. So um, that's unbelievable. But yeah. Win ugly, coach. Doesn't matter. Just win. <laughs> and then yeah. we talked about Richmond losing last week to Algonac. They see him again at district finals. They win 8-4. So, um, you know, it's gonna. I think that division is going to come down to Liggett, Richmond, Blissfield. But I still think it's safe to say that Liggett is, um, is the heavy favorite there. Yeah, I think you you, you got to talk about Buchanan there too. Um, you know, just a really dominant season from them. They haven't, you know, like been seen on this side of the state yet. Right. You know what I mean? So like 
we don't really know, but that's, you know, that they ran through everybody and they played good teams. So like, it's, you know, th- there are data points there to support like, oh shit, they're actually just really good. Um, so I think like, I'm just looking at the pods here and, and trying to project out semifinals. I think, you know, you go Blissfield in that bottom one, um, probably Buchanan here in the, in the second to last one. Uh, the one in the, the, the second one here is where's, a. Uh, where is Liggett in this? Am I looking at the wrong thing? I was doing the same thing here looking for it. I could promise you Liggett won. <laughs> yeah, I know Liggett won. Yeah, we all saw it. Yeah, <laughs> We all know that. It's just not displaying on the MHSAA's website right now. That's weird, isn't it? It's a bit odd. Yeah, so, you know, unless Saturday was just made up in, in our heads. Um, I mean. Oh, no, there they are. Oh, did you find it? Yeah. Either way. Either way, we know it yeah. happened. Yeah, okay. I don't know where it went. I just know that it's under Gross Point Woods. It's not under University Leggett because it's called Gross Point Woods University Leggett. So that was the thing we were both confused about earlier. Yes. Okay. I was like, who is Gross Point Woods High School? You were like, bro, that doesn't exist. And I'm like, I'm (laughs) telling you what it says. So that's Leggett. We're good. So we're... As we sit here staring at this, it becomes more interesting now in context because... If Liggett and Blissfield both win, they will meet right away in the regional final. Wouldn't that be fun? That's fascinating. <laughs> That's really fascinating. <laughs> yeah, we're getting into the thick things here where the Super 25 and and all of that, you know, I, I love it. All respect to it. It's helped our show grow a lot, but it gets thrown out the window. Yeah. No, it's playoff time now, man. Who cares? <sighs> that division is a lot deeper than you think uh, on the yep. surface. You know, you, I still, I think we all are. we've had we've had many ranked D three teams this year, man. Like I think you know we we D three is really good, you know. And if anybody hears my cat meowing, I hope everyone knows who was wondering. He did return, Acuna, and he's making it well known that he's back by meowing during the show. He's just a very needy fellow. Um, so yeah, D three's been been very good, um, and I think that Richmond and Buchanan. And Blissfield all have the the firepower to compete with Liggett. And again, the storyline all year with Liggett has been what? They're young, right? So this is yep. kind of their first go around with this tournament as a team. A lot of teams can say that given last year not being there. But this team is especially young. Uh, I know for a fact Richmond has a lot of those guys back from that varsity team in 2019. Um, I don't know about with Blissfield, but considering it's, it's, uh, it's head coach, like I would assume that uh, they're gonna. They've been there before. Samini obviously been there a million times, but that's the only thing that you can really come up with about Leggett weakness wise. Other than that, they have the arms, they have the defense, they have so much speed, uh, and they proved on uh, on Saturday that they have the bats as well against a team like Edison. So D three is gonna be fun, man. D three is gonna be fun for sure. Uh, we'll take this into Division four, where Cardinal Mooney is just making itself the the front runner. I think. Yeah, and we'd kind of said that throughout the year, you know, like um, it was three Oaks River Valley preseason, uh, according to the coaches poll. And, and obviously we had uh, Coach Sokolowski on the show to, to talk uh, talk through them. And they came out of a they came out of a good district beating Michigan Lutheran. Um so they're they're through to the regional round. Uh, you have to consider them dangerous. Um, Beale City, who we've had ranked, uh, they came out of their district. Obviously, they're sitting there. They're they're playing Muskegon Catholic Central uh, on Wednesday. Um, have to give a shout out, obviously, to Rudyard. 
uh, Coach Billy Mitchell's club claiming that district title again. Uh, they have Pelston coming up this week um, in their march to East Lansing. Um, but yeah, man, I, Cardinal Mooney here at the bottom. They play Inner City Baptist from Allen Park uh, this week, and uh, they they seem to be set up okay here. And, and it's in D four. It seems like it's anybody's game just because you don't hear about so many of these schools. And that's then when one of them makes a run, it's like, damn, I kind of wish we'd have heard about that school. Um, but yeah, man, I, I think it'll be it'll, it'll be fun either way. One of those schools is Hackett. You know, Hackett's got a. Uh... Stephen Quapis in the middle of the order. He's got, I think he's got 12 bombs this year, Notre Dame commit. Uh, so he's a kid that can put them and keep them in any game with his bat, and they've got some offense there. Uh, you mentioned Muskegon Catholic Central. That's a school that's always going to compete. So I think that's a team that could really make some noise. Um, and then obviously the, the big one is Beale City. I think they finished the year, what, 24 and 1 or something along those lines? Something like that. Yeah. Right now they're probably like 27 and 1. 20, yeah. 25 and 2. I think, yeah, 25 yeah, okay. and two. So, you know, they had a, an unbelievable season. So they're, they're going to be in there. Um, Cardinal Mooney was our pick. I think the way that they played against Liggett in that Catholic League championship, uh, the way Blake Lutzke pitches, uh, the way that they play offense, the speed they have with guys like Trent Rice. Thank you, Acuna, for making more noise. Uh, those kind of guys are always going to give you an opportunity to win in a playoff setting. Uh, you need speed a lot more in playoffs, I think, than just just your casual game. That's just my take. You know, stealing bags and being able to manufacture runs is it's the difference. So uh yeah, D four and that's I don't know. To be honest with you, man, I'm trying my best to learn more and more about D four. So if you're a D four coach and you're listening to this, please call me. I would love I would love <laughs> a crash course on D four. Um but from what uh. I can gather, Cardinal Mooney, Muskegon Catholic Central uh, Beale City, who knows, Rudyard, Coach Billy Mitchell, the guy knows what he's doing. So D4 could get interesting. 3 Oaks River Valley, who we talked about. Acuna is just, he is <laughs> causing an earthquake. Hey, we're in the middle of a podcast, sir. You ever heard of the Michigan High School playoffs? It's kind of a big deal, right? A lot of people are you're getting a real, Folks, you're getting a real sneak peek behind the curtain here. Of cold weather bats. We talked about how old I'm getting, right? Let me tell you this. Parenting is hard. And I don't particularly enjoy it. Sometimes. I I don't. I don't. I have no interest in it. <laughs> like, I am all set. I, all set. Right? I knew you were going to say that. I'm just, I'm all set there. I'm all set. Um. <laughs> all right. Baseball. So, uh, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the show, it seems like. Um, you know, it, it, this is what we're going to do for the next couple of weeks. It's playoff time. Um, next week, the show will be previewing, you know, the, the state semifinals. Like that's just what this is. Um, yeah, Brandon, do we have anything else? But, oh, by the way, I meant to bring up, I meant to bring up a couple things. I'd like to bring up a couple things. Um, I do want to mention the prep which is the streaming slash broadcasting service by which you you can uh, you can watch high school baseball games in the state of Michigan. They have been broadcasting more or less specifically St. Mary's games with a couple others mixed in, um, but they do an incredible job. Chad Bush is the uh, the founder and the play by play guy. Um, 
it's it's a it's a really incredible broadcast. They they're, they're multi camera. They have like a dude on a scissor lift and in center field and guys on the dugouts with cameras. And it's a very uh, professional broadcast. Uh, the production quality is incredible, and I could not recommend it more uh, as far as your viewing pleasure this, this high school baseball postseason. Um, the the you can follow them on Twitter at the Prep Three, and they will tweet out the links and broadcast times and any other information you might need. But yes, recommend the prep. Uh, also, Brandon, I did want to bring something back up that we haven't talked about in what seems like a couple months. Uh, if you are listening to this podcast, please rate and review the show. Uh, if you have, if you're listening via Apple, it's very simple to do so. Just hammer that five star rate. You know, you want to give us some reviews that helps the increase the viewership of the show. Um, you can do the same on Podbean, I think, too, or something like that. Uh, I don't know. I listen on Spotify where you can't do anything. So, um, but either way, we we appreciate that. You know, clicking the subscribe button helps us. Every listen helps us. Uh, retweeting our stuff on social media. Um, you guys know the deal, but that's my housekeeping bits. Brandon, anything else before we close this out? Uh, I think I'm good. I think my cat said enough at this point and I had to mute my microphone just now because he would not stop meowing. But as far as housekeeping goes, uh, just be sure to stay in tune with Twitter for all of our updates. If you tag us in these playoff scores, that would be much appreciated. Not only is that a good tool for us to share the score, but also we want to keep up on the playoff games and it's hard for us to do that uh, from a macro standpoint. So if we can kind of be a central way for everyone to see those scores and all of that, great. And then selfishly, we'd like to see them ourselves too. So that's my only housekeeping. So to wrap it up, we will uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Good luck this weekend if you are still playing. Enjoy it if you aren't. Uh, either way, um, yeah, thanks for joining us. For Acuna and Brandon, I'm Brian. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> oh, my God. What's up, Cold Weather Bats people? This is Brandon Justice coming to you to talk about our newest sponsor, Bomb Banana. Uh, Bomb Banana is a banana-based hot sauce, and it's got the most fun name to ever say over and over again. Bomb Banana, Bomb Banana, Bomb Banana, just like that. It was founded by four University of Michigan graduates during the pandemic, and it is produced locally in Michigan with restaurant-quality flavor. Uh, it comes in two flavors, original and moi moi, and essentially moi moi is the spicier version. Uh, and that is my preferred one and how do i know that well bomb banana cares so much about the integrity of their product and those who are uh, being sponsored by it that they sent us two free bottles before just to taste test and be sure that we enjoy the product before discussing it uh, and i can sure vouch for this product and that's coming from someone who traditionally does not enjoy bananas uh, you can elevate any ballpark dish with bomb banana sandwiches nachos or any dip you want to get crazy put it on a hot dog i guarantee it'll still taste good seekthespice.com is their website Use the discount code CWB for 10% off. Again, that is Bomb Banana Hot Sauce. Seekthespice.com. Use the code CWB for 10% off of the hot sauce that everybody is talking about.